What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kyle Thumb, and this is the Solar Growth Podcast. And today, our podcast is brought to you by my company, which is solarboom.io. Everything that your solar business needs to go boom. If you have any interest in marketing or other resources that can help solar sales pros, make sure to check out solarboom.io. And now, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? This is Kyle Thumb with the Solar Growth Podcast number 20. Um, today, I'm talking with Solar Joe. Solar Joe is um, obviously a solar professional, and he's also the creator of um, the hottest and biggest grow or fastest growing solar group on Facebook. Unfortunately, I, I admire him for that. Um, solar Joe, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Actually, I'm a big fan. I, lo- I love your podcast. I've learned a lot, um, so I really appreciate what you're doing in the industry. So thanks for having me on your podcast, man. Of course, man. I uh, uh, we were joking before. It was like how your your guest number twenty. He's like, yeah, I've made the top twenty, <laughs> and um, you know, like I had one of these goals. I was like, oh, I want to get to episode hundred, and I want to do it in a year. And then you you don't realize how. Like after 15, I was like, okay, I got to, I got to find more people to interview. Like I got, this is hard. Like it's work to find people to interview. Um, because when you're a small podcast and you have literally like dozens and dozens of followers, um, it, it, people aren't necessarily banging down your door, but I appreciate you taking the time, man. I'm excited to talk to you um, about solar, about objections, uh, about your story and, and all that good stuff. So, um, your, your last name is Musa Keel. Uh, you said it perfectly. Good job. Perfect. Because I don't, I don't want to risk ever mispronouncing it again. We're gonna, we're gonna stick with Solar Joe. Um, so Solar Joe, can you tell us about like your experience in the solar industry? Yes, sir. You know, um, I was really big into sales for the past like 15 years. I love everything about sales, the communication part about it, the competition part about it. Um, and when I found solar, it was just like boom, everything perfect. Cause I really believe and you have to really be passionate and believe in what you sell to be really good at sales. Um, so about five years ago, um, I started really looking into solar and, um, and just start falling in love with it, you know, clean energy. You can own your own electricity and you can, you know, have another option besides the utility. I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? So I really, really just fell in love with it. Um, you know, I dove, I dove in and, you know, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. And, you know, so I thought, you know what, let's, let's try a uh, solar city. Let's, let's go with that. Um, I learned the hard way. Elon Musk was not running Solar City. <laughs> Solar City uh, was just a different, um, a different thing. It was not really run well. You know, when I was actually working there, they had no ownership options at all. I could only lease. And I was like, asked the manager, I was like, so if somebody needs ownership, how do I help them? Oh, we're gonna have to wait till later in the year. I was like, well, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna be able to help those customers. That's not, you know, really didn't really feel good. So I went to explore uh, other options, and I found out that there's a lot of companies doing, you know, ownership. And uh, I found the company I worked at for about two, three years. Did really well, you know, salesman of the year. Um, you know, loved it, but didn't like some aspects of it because when you work at one solar company, you're kind of forced to sell what they have. Um, equipment, finance options, and sometimes you're forcing, you know, um, a square into, I mean, a circle into a round, a, a square peg, and it didn't really feel right. Like, for example, if a homeowner um, felt like it was too expensive, they would advise giving them 80% instead of 100% because it would make the numbers look right. I'm like, 
that didn't feel good to me. I didn't like doing things like that. So I decided, you know, instead of working at a solar company, you know, work for the homeowner, you know, and use your skills and knowledge to help that person navigate the solar process and figure out what's best for them. So about two years ago, I decided to, you know, not work at a solar company and just work uh, for the homeowner and decided to open up Comparable Solar. And that's just me, you know, helping homeowners. That's, that's awesome. Uh, what I, I love is it's a trait that we've seen with kind of everyone that I've talked to, all the best solar performers. The key is, and you, you mentioned it like directly, is when you're into a sales pitch or when a homeowner goes into the sales pitch, they feel like there's like they're, you're on the opposite side of them, like you're kind of their opponent, you know? Like you're, you're the person that is trying to sell them, they're the person that's trying to get out of the sale, whatever it may be. And the best way to go about it is to be able to – build rapport to connect with them and to be make it so that you're on their side and then you can place the power company on the evil side so basically if you can team up and put yourself oops on the side of um, the homeowner then then you're gonna have uh, a lot of success so uh, great yeah so tell me about your your Facebook group solar objections I know it's like every time I check it it has like 150 new people and uh, it's a it's a fun group man it's probably the second best solar group all on all of Facebook I think so uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what made you start that and and kind of why you did it yeah no I really really appreciate it you know and um, I love solar I'm like I can't tell you, I'm addicted to solar. I, I love everything about it. I'm very passionate about it. And I love overcoming objections. It's like, I feel like I'm a, a teacher or a coach. I have that coach mentality, you know, and I'm a former wrestling coach. And if I could, you know, it's like helping a, a kid learn a new move and then see them use that in a match and win. Like, I feel like that with overcoming objections. I feel like if you could take a homeowner who has literally listening to misinformation and not really understanding how it works and you could just tell them with one little analogy what really is going on and you see that that light turn on that to me is an amazing feeling you know i love that so when i when i started the overcoming objections you know the the group it's it wasn't more like me teaching other people you know how to overcome objections it was more like hey let's all work together and figure out how to help the homeowner the best and get the best replies so that more homeowners go solar i think that's what really is sparking the interest and sparking the excitement about it it's not like one person is just like teaching everybody it's everybody diving in and teaching each other helping each other and if you notice when i ask questions i'm not really saying this is the way to do it because there's no one perfect way of doing it there's so many different ways and perspectives and i think that's what's really getting the the movement going is that we're all helping each other help the solar industry yeah for sure i i love that and uh the solar is such i mean it's like a community right but the thing about solar is that there's there's um plenty of food out there for everybody you know there, there's plenty there's plenty of deals there's plenty of homes that still need to go solar it's not it's not we don't necessarily have to be competitive we can be cooperative with people and obviously people work in different markets but we're all kind of facing the same questions we're having the same conversations and it's important that uh we're able to obviously improve so that we can get better and if we're able to get better improve our our, our closing percentage by a percentage point or two then that's something that's gonna just and make it better for the long run. So I want to talk about some, like, let's talk about some specific objections. Let me ask you, what is your favorite objection and what is your least favorite objection that you get from homeowners? Um, I'll start with the least favorite 
is solar is a scam. I just, you know, it's like when they, when you hear those words, that person is not even listening to you. So it's like, you know, you're not even trying to hear what I'm going to say. So that to me is frustrating. Like to me, the worst thing is a closed mind. Yeah. You know, let me ask you, do you run your own Facebook ads? Um, I not myself. I have, uh, you know, team that does that for me yeah so that's one of my least favorite uh, i don't it used to be my least favorite but i think it's one of my favorites now is that uh facebook ads people comment this is a scam and i I just want to go like why like what drives these people to see something and like comment like this is like i I don't know i've never done that with anything and i just it always baffles my mind and i'm like oh how is it a scam like if you do if you meet these requirements you're guaranteed to get a thousand dollars cash back to lower your bill to do all this stuff can you explain how it's a scam and then they never reply um, but i apologize i apologize for cutting off but so you were saying uh this is a scam is your least favorite objection yeah so um just because of the close-mindedness if you're not going to listen to me i can't have a conversation with you but my favorite objection is um i can't afford solar you know, I love to hear that. Like, just, you know, I want every customer who says I can't afford solar <laughs> because I, I can explain to them that that just doesn't make sense, you know. And if you understand how solar can benefit you, you would understand that this is something, it's an opportunity to make money. Um, you know, another one is when they say that I, I don't want debt, you know, and I explain that, yes, I understand, you know, there's some debt that's bad, there's some debt that's good. You know, you have to understand there's a difference. Like, for example, car debt may not be good, credit card debt may not be good, but you do have a home and you probably have a mortgage, so you do have some debt, right? So you do believe there's good debt and the bad debt, correct? You know, so those are the two ones I like to overcome because then they're on my side, they understand I'm, I'm trying to help them, I'm not trying to sell them something, as opposed to what maybe they hear from other people or their neighbors. Very good. You, uh, you, so one of my last videos, was it my last video? No, it was uh, the video I made last week, which was like the 10 um, tips for people to book appointments over the phone. And uh, the, one of the things we touched on, which is uh, overcoming objections, which is probably multiple videos in itself, um, but was, <laughs> was, was the three A's. Uh, answer, or sorry, um, what was it? It was uh, agree, answer, ask. So agreeing with them. So even if they say, like, like you were just talking about how, like, you can't afford, like, oh, I, I don't want debt. I mean, I agree. Like, yeah, there's some really bad debt out there, but uh, I mean, you, you own your home, so I think you would agree that there is some good debt as well, right? Exactly. And that's, and then so what you're doing is, you're, it's just a formula that you can use to almost overcome any objection. You did it like effortlessly. <laughs> I, I still have to, I still have to like think about it every time I'm doing it, but it's just such an important skill to have because you most of the time, I would say. 80 to 90% of the time, they're, they're just using that as kind of like a smoke screen. Like that's not the real reason um, that they don't want to move forward with you. There, there's something else there and you have to get around that so you can find out what that other something is. Uh, yeah, 100% agree, you know, and this is the thing is that even if they're using that as a smoke screen, there's still something in their head that's causing them to think that, say it out loud. Like if they really understood, they'll be embarrassed to say that, right? Like if you really understood how solar benefits you, you wouldn't say I can't afford solar. You, you, you feel like you're not really, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't really understand what's going on. So there is something still there that there's not, not clicking. And to me, my favorite is when you see that light bulb switch in their head, like, Oh, that face when they make, oh, that to me is like, all right, now they're understanding. And that's my goal. And the, the, for me, the best way is, like you said, feel, felt, found, right? But then have an analogy they can understand, right? 
like once they understand like this is just like what you're doing that you just didn't wasn't around before this is new just because you've been doing paying your electricity bill for the past five years there's another option where you can own your electricity and not spend any more than you're already spending and once they see that that's when they start coming around and they start listening more and then you kind of take them step by step by step from there very cool. Are those jellyfish in your background? <laughs> yeah, you like that, right? Uh, um, it's this my my pets. It's any, mini, miny, and mo. Those are real. Well, no, but they're still pets, right? Like they're still my they're still my pets, but no. <laughs> no okay, <laughs> I was like, I was, I, 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 I caught my eye and I was staring at the last the whole uh, last conversation. I, but, I yeah. actually I actually convinced my six year old that they were real, and uh, he believed it was real for a month. So they they definitely look real. <laughs> I was like, it's like they have a like a whirlpool, like a jet that's like pushing them around. I was like, I I don't know if like imagine if you were trying to sleep in that those poor jellyfish. I would uh, not if if that was real. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. If they're real. I would have a huge aquarium for them. But no, that's, that's <laughs> they're fake for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what is other than objections? What do you think is or overcoming objections? Like, what do you think most people that are new to the solar industry, what can they do to improve, uh, obviously, their sales pitch? A big, 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 big one is learning the utility, like learning net metering, how it works. Because, you know, a lot of people, like, for example, PG&E Electricity, a lot of people hate on them, right? Like, yeah, you have so many things you can hate about them, you know, the fires and the expensive rates. And, and I never hate on them. I ne you never see me say PG&E is terrible, ever. And the reason why is because once you get a solar system, PG&E has the best net metering rules in the country. 10 bucks a month, you get unlimited access to the infrastructure. Sign me up, right? So for me, if you learn the utilities and how that can help the homeowner and help, like they understand that you can have the same utility and have a way better relationship. To me, that's going to be a big thing for them to understand that they're not, they're not, they're, there is a way to improve that relationship they already have with the same utility. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I, it reminds me of um, when you spoke about explaining net metering. It reminds me of uh, there, there's a quote out there. I don't remember who it is, but like you, you really understand something when you're able to explain it to a five year old, right? Yes. So that that's something that I think is super crucial because I think there's a lot of people out there that are coming to the solar industry for one reason or the other. Um, let's be honest, most people are probably coming because uh, there's some good money over here. Um, and but people come to the industry and there's people that are trying to sell that don't necessarily understand the product. They don't understand the panels. They don't understand the inverter. They don't they don't understand know the utility company or the policies and those getting those people educated as fast as possible is obviously one of the most important things that we can do as an industry. Um, what I want to do is I would love to see, so pretend like I'm a five-year-old or just a, a, one of those dumb homeowners. Um, I don't want to, not all homeowners. I'm just some homeowners. There are some that are dumb. I'm not calling all homeowners dumb. You're not dumb for owning your home. Um, but what, how would you explain net metering to them? What net metering is if they had no idea? Yeah, I love it. It's like, you're not getting rid of PG&E. You're just changing your relationship with them. So when you have a solar system, you're going to be producing so much electricity when the sun is out. That electricity needs to go somewhere, right? So, it's, or it's going to disappear. 
so you have PG&E to take that extra electricity, kind of like a bank takes your money, right? They're going to use it. They're going to power up your neighbors, your local companies. But when you need it back at nighttime in the cloudy days, they give that back to you and you get unlimited access to the infrastructure for only 10 bucks a month. You know, that's usually the way I explain it to, you know, a homeowner. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. I think that's super, super important. And I think that's, a, once again, I think anyone who's watching this that doesn't, if you can't explain net metering as clearly as that, then you should probably go back, watch that, take some notes and uh, practice because that's all it is, is practicing because we, we need to be able to explain things to people as if they were five because we're talking about the specs and like the science behind it. That was my problem when I, I was a, a fitness guy. I was a personal trainer um, and a fitness manager and I was my, my degree was in like kinesiology and exercise science oh, nice. and and my it was okay. Um, <laughs> my, my problem, though, was always I was I love the science. I love the the like the biomechanics and the exercise physiology. And I would get into a sales pitch and I'd talk to people about it and they didn't care. Or even if they did care, they couldn't understand it, you know? So figuring out different parts of your, your pitch and trying to explain how solar works as simple as possible is super, super important because if the homeowner can like explain to their neighbor how solar works, then they're going to be much more likely to buy it. Exactly. And that's your best you know, solar consultant is going to be the homeowner, right? And um, if they, first of all, they're not going to make a decision if there's any confusion in their head. Like they're, if it's just a little bit of confusion, they're not going to make a decision Confused on that. Confused mind always says no. Yes, exactly. So once they understand why they're doing it, how it works, what their relationship is like, what it's going to be like going into the future, then their mind is clear. And that's where they can really feel good. But not only that, they're excited about it. They're just not, oh, I got solar. They're like, wow, I got solar. And then they're telling their neighbors about it. And they're ask, the neighbors are going to ask, what's the first question to ask? Why did you go solar, right? And then that, instead of just saying, oh, uh, I'm, I'm saving money, they're going to say that I get to own my own system. My home value goes up. Eventually, I get free electricity. They're going to be able to explain these things because they understand it themselves. Yeah, for sure. That's that's awesome, man. I, I think that's something that um, more solar professionals need to, to focus on is kind of being a like a teacher, you know, like t helping but teaching them a simplified version so that they're able to understand how it works. And when you do that and when you're able to communicate in their language, that's how you're going to be able to really connect with them and build that rapport that we all know know, know is so important. Um, yeah, and you also like want to pull out objections. That's something maybe some, you know, because maybe they're just trying to sell, 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 but you can sell somebody and then they'll still be confused. They cancel. So you really want to try to pull out objections. And for me, like the most important part of the whole meeting is investigating. Like if you don't investigate, then you're just selling what you have, right? Investigating to me is like critical and asking them questions, open-ended questions about what they're about to do how their future is where they're gonna how long are they gonna live there you know things about them and then you can actually present it based on what their needs are not based on what the solar company is selling yeah exactly their why and then also because if you are in a position where you can save a hundred bucks a month or something you know and then you can say oh well think about what that hundred bucks a month can mean to you and if you can equate that to one additional family vacation a year or whatever then it's obviously going to be much more um they're going to be much more comfortable with it because it's once again those are types of things that uh emotion and emotion is insanely insanely powerful um 
so I, I want to kind of just what I what I like to do is like just rapid fire kind of a couple objections to you and uh, put you on the spot and see if what what your recommendation would be on how to overcome them. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, man. Let's do it. All right. So what about I? You know, I'm interested, but I, I really need to to talk to my spouse. I don't I don't think that they're interested. Yeah, of course. Like um, I'm married too, and I would not make any big decisions without my wife. I, I could promise you that. Um, but also, my wife kind of relies on me to, you know, help her with making sure that she has knows all the options and she's choosing the right decision. She's really big on spending money wisely. I, if, if you would you agree that your wife likes to spend money wisely? Of course. Very good. Uh, next one would be. Uh, I just had one. Um, oh, uh, I, I heard that when you have solar panels on your roof, it, it's much harder to sell your home. Yeah, I've definitely heard that one before. Oh my God, I've had some conversations, some real estate agents that say they're experienced. Um, and usually what that means is that they're experienced from 20 years ago where solar panels weren't really around. But once you talk to real estate agents or you know, that are more evolved, that really understand solar and its benefits, it's a no-brainer. And the reason why it's a no-brainer is because your home is going to be sold with its own electricity. So if you had a choice to buy a home with or without an electricity bill, which one would you choose? Dude, that was gold, man. That one was <laughs> awesome. I love that one. Um, I've heard this one only a few times. And uh, if you know any others off the top of your head that are more common, please let me know. Uh, but one was uh, people are saying, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm waiting a few years for the, for the price of panels to come down and for the technology to improve. Oh yeah, no, I totally get that. You know, um, if it if it made sense, I would advise you do to do the same thing. Just remember, you got to remember a couple of things. You're spending money on electricity right now, but this money is being thrown away. If you just take three years of total money you're spending, it could add up to ten thousand dollars. Plus, there's a twenty six percent tax credit that's here right now that may not be here in a couple of years. So if you add that together, we're looking at fifteen, twenty thousand dollars you're saying no to. If you decide to say no to that, that's fine, but make sure you are choosing to do that. And another thing is that if you know you're gonna go solar one day, then what you're doing is actually, if you have enough roof space on your roof to get as much electricity as you need, there's really nothing else to wait for. All you do is throwing money away that could be paying yourself. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. All right, last one, and uh, it's maybe, I don't know if the right word's ironic, but because you're wearing the shirt you're wearing. Um, yeah, so I, I'm interested in solar, but my, my buddy was telling me that you can get it a lot cheaper just by buying it from Tesla online. You know what? Um, there is some great options in the industry right now. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to see what makes the most sense for your situation. And if Tesla is the right one, I'm going to show you that one. Um, this is the thing, though. You want to make sure you compare accurately. And with Tesla, there's not a solar consultant. And they're very cookie cutterish and they're very strict. So if you need, for example, a six kilowatt system, you cannot get it with Tesla, right? So then you have to either go smaller or too big. So there's definitely some nuances that you want to make sure you're making the right decision, but I could definitely help you out with that. Perfect. And one more, because I, I saw this yesterday and I had never heard it before, was someone uh, said, oh, you know, I heard that solar only works in California. It doesn't work here in New Jersey or it doesn't work here in Texas. 
you know, it's, it's definitely a lot of people think that because California, you know, you get a lot of sun over here and there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but guess what? There's sun over there too. <laughs> and what's cool is that the more panels you have, the more the less sun you need right so it's really an equation of how much solar panels you can get to how much it's going to lower your electricity bill so if you just ask you a few questions we see if this makes sense for you that's perfect man well there you go dude you crushed it uh, i'm trying to think <laughs> is there any big ones that you can think of that i'm missing um a big one is um they want to think about it okay oh yeah that's that's uh kind of a typical one uh so what, what do you say if someone says you know i I'm interested, but I, I really want to think about it. I said, yeah, you, you're going to be thinking about this for a long time. Actually, you're going to be thinking about it all the way till you get installed. Uh, but let's just make sure you have something to think about. We have to look at your roof, look at the trees, and make sure that you actually can get the solar. And once we know you have solar, then actually you have something to think about at that point. Uh, do you have Wednesday or Thursday available? Perfect. So great. Uh, great use of overcoming the objection and also using the either or question at the end. Man, dude, you're, you're good. I feel like I could give you the, I, I feel like no matter what I throw at you, you're hundred percent ready for it. Um, and that's, that's awesome. That's how, uh, most, I can't think of it anymore. So, uh, I, I wish, uh, we, I had a list written down and I should have, because I believe you have a list on, on your group. Is that correct? Yeah, man, I put a list up there, but it's uh, to me, I'm not trying to say like, I'm the best and I could teach everybody how to overcome objections. I'm a sponge. Like I'm a solar sponge. That's how I look at it. So I learn from everybody. So I'm trying to get all the solar pros I can know and learn from and you know, and, and grow my own knowledge. And that's how I am where I am today because I never thought I'm the best or I have nothing to learn. I'm learning, learning every day. So um, you can look in the group, they, they have objections. And then you can see some great objection handlers that have their own perspective of how to handle it. Um, and then I do a, a, a weekly um, live role play that we're doing actually tonight, uh, you know. So we're just trying to make sure that everybody can see different perspectives and different homeowners. So not just the same homeowner every time, because guess what? Not every homeowner is the same. Uh, I talk to homeowners every day and they're completely different every single phone call uh, or every meeting. And it's really important to know not only how to answer it, but how to answer that for that specific homeowner. And that's where we're trying to really get really good at. Of course, man. And so I, while you were talking, I did pull up the list and I'm going to, I'm going to run through a couple more here from, from, from your group. Um, and then another, uh, key for anyone watching, this is just a friendly reminder. Um, if you're watching and you, um, are unsure how to overcome any of these objections, obviously listen, learn, practice. Um, that's, that's what we're all here for. We're all, we're trying to help. And I hope that solar Joe can, uh, give you some ideas of how you might be able to handle that with your next appointment so that if one of these objections comes up, you're a little bit more confident in what's going on. So, um, what about if someone brings up like, you know, they use, I'm refinancing my home, um, as kind of an excuse. Yeah. You know, um, to, so for me, that one is a little harder for me to answer because uh, I don't want to get into their refinancing questions. But if you look in the group, uh, we had some great answers there. Um, it just for, for me, that's not a one that I really, um, you know, for me, I kind of wait till the refinancing is over <laughs> to help them out. But if you look in the group, there's some great answers in there that they may use. Um, for, so, and, so that's if they're currently refinancing, if they're planning on refinancing, then um, would you still, would you still wait or would you ask them like, oh, would this make sense to do before? 
Yeah, so if they're they're not actually actively fi refinancing, um, then we'll kind of go over the options of why they're waiting and then kind of overcome that objection at that point. Okay. What about if someone says, I might be moving in the next few years? I'd be like, yeah, the, um, nobody really knows how long they're going to be living in the house. So, yeah, you might be planning to move in the next couple of years or, you know, uh, maybe a couple more years. But in the meantime, you're going to be spending money on electricity. Um, and the next two years alone, you'll be losing out on 26% tax credit and about $4,000 in um, electricity you're spending. So this is the thing. You're getting a tax credit. The next homeowner is not privileged to know what your tax preference is. So you can sell your home for the full price of solar and keep your tax credit. Would that be something you might be interested in? Of course, man. Gosh, you're good at this. All right. Uh, I don't like the way it looks. You know, there is, a, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And everybody has different opinions about the way they look. Um, we could definitely customize it to make it more, um, you know, pretty in your eyes. But there is, have you seen all the different options out there right now? Yes. Uh, no, I mean, I guess the answer would typically be no. No, I haven't. Um, yeah. If I could show you some panels, and there is some that's integrated right into the roof. And if that can make sense, that would be another one that you cannot say is, is ugly. So I could, I could show you that one too. Very cool. Um, so this one is probably common with people that uh, – so a lot of times with online leads, like we get into the, we get into the we're walking a fine line, and sometimes we advertise um, solar as no cost solar or free solar or uh, making kind of bending the truth a little bit to make it sound too good to be true. But what if someone comes up to you and says, "Oh, I, I mean, I, I thought this was free." Yeah, no, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, um, and the reason why we say it's free because. You're not spending a dollar out of your pocket, okay? What we're doing is we're transferring the same money you're already spending with the utility, and you're going to pay yourself. With that, you're going to save money on day one. You're going to be protected from the utility's rate increases, so you're saving more and more every year. Your home value goes up, and you're paying something off, so eventually you get free electricity, and you don't spend a dollar out of your pocket. Would you agree that qualifies for free electricity? Love it, man, dude. You're you're a machine. I'm not gonna not gonna hammer you anymore. You can take a breather. Even though I don't think you're you're sweating over it. Um, what about how? Like, what is so? Obviously, you've you're 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 good at overcoming objections. Obviously, I'm not saying you're the best, and I know you're very humble, and you're not gonna say that you're you probably won't even admit that you're good. Um, but you are. Uh, what do you think? Can you remember a time when like what is the most objections that you can ever remember overcoming like have you ever had a client that just like brought out all of them and then you were able to still move past and close um definitely you know it's every situation every homeowner is different some homeowners don't have any objections and i don't like those homeowners because they're you know they're not really interested so to me the more objections they have the more interested they are <laughs> you know so i i actually actively pull out objections um, so to me, I love objections. I love overcoming and the more, the better. So I would say that most of my homeowners I talk to are definitely give me objections. Um, and you know, so I say the more objections, the better. And then when you're, when you're pitching, like during your, 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 um, your presentation, uh, do you, how, how is it? Uh, one of the most popular techniques is obviously to kind of address the objections before they even come out. Can you tell us a little bit about how you do that successfully? You know what? Um, 
I really, 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 really look at investigating, you know, and like I said, I like to pull out the objections with investigating. So you can definitely have all your, you know, your presentation ready and then, you know, tell them everything. But if you don't really get their objections, like, like, for example, I had a homeowner, you know, was excited, you know, I thought it would be excited because they were saving like, you know, a hundred or $150 a month. And I was like, he didn't care. It was like, I don't care about a hundred dollars a month. That to me is nothing. So even if you give them, you know, the, the best answers, it might not relate to that person. So that's why I really believe in investigating and investigating, not just a little bit, but throughout and finding it to the end. Because even when you close them at the end and there's still an objection in their head that they haven't brought out, then that's really going to be affecting you because they're going to be thinking about it and they're going to cancel. And you don't want to have any cancels. It's just as good as not signing them up. So it's really about pulling those objections out by really good investigative questions. Yeah, no, cancels are even worse than uh, not, not, uh, not, sorry, so there's a crashing in the other room. Um, cancels are even worse than uh, not selling them in the first place because obviously you've invested your time um, and then, uh, not to mention just the the energy and the excitement that you have, and then when it takes that, it just pulls the wind out of your sails, and it, it's kind of awful. So uh, definitely don't avoid digging for those objections and trying to find them because a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't um, necessarily ask them because they feel like those questions are a little bit more uncomfortable. But those are those type of things that you want to find out as early as possible um, because the earlier you find out, the more likely you are going to be to to overcome it. So. Um, do you do you sell primarily in person or virtual? Um, I'm an in person, definitely. Um, you know, I was actually doing a um, a solar seminar tour of California um, beginning of this year, and it got cut off because of COVID. So you know, so then I had to kind of stop. Like I was, I'm all about in person. And you had the excitement and talking to people and getting into the house and you know, really, really building it up and meeting me and you know, it's a it's a whole experience right oh. um i'm not as comfortable virtually because i didn't have the experience and i'm not that guy to just do it to do it i want to do it because i'm good at it and i i believe what i'm doing um so i'm definitely an in-home person but i like the phone i like to you know talk to people on the phone too um and then get that excitement built up so that when i meet them or i have a another closer meet them that they're ready they're excited they're feeling good about it and there's no really um they're not thinking it's free anymore, right? Like initially they may think it's free, and but, this, but now they understand what they're doing and now they're kind of open-minded to hearing how it works. Yeah, I, I think I virtual is for sure obviously taking off right now for uh, obvious reasons. I mean, people, especially out there in California, I know is people are um, taking it a lot more seriously than other places of the country, other parts of the country. Um, and it, it's definitely a different animal and i think the the type of sales people that probably the type of sales people that get the best results with door knocking are obviously the people that are able to become someone that's close to their best friend by the end of the pitch where you're, you're you know them you know them by their name you know their children's names you you know a lot about them you're able to check in with them months later and like just have a casual conversation and uh, that's the one thing that is definitely missing with virtual um, but there, there's pros and cons because virtual too is it's nice that you can have like six seven even eight appointments a day um, but the cancellation rates also way higher so you got to keep keep that in mind and especially as we we move back to normal hopefully in the next handful of months um, that uh, door knocking will kind of pick up again
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, um, with me, I, I, you know, I tried the virtual and I, it worked pretty well. Um, but it was like super lower clo closing percentage. And I mean, people don't take it as serious. Like in my opinion, um, it's just because they just think, Oh, you know, it's like, they're not really have to make a decision right now. They're just talking to somebody, you know, over the phone or the computer. Um, and with in home, it just, I mean, the, my closing percentage is just so much higher and so much, so much different, but there is a lot of positives to, to the zooms and you could, help people all over the country. You could do, you know, much more from your home. So I had a choice and it was equal. Yeah. Virtual all day. But in reality, you know, we really look at it. I don't know. Many people can say that there's a higher cl closing percentage with virtual than in home, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. And, uh, I also think it's, it's harder for someone like you who is, um, so good at overcoming objections and obviously so focused on kind of perfecting the craft of overcoming objections and because it's much easier for them to object and get away from you on a zoom call than it is if you're actually in their home um, and that that makes it sound like we're almost like we're hunters or something but it, <laughs> it just means that uh because number one you're able to build rapport number two you're in their home you've obviously earned their trust and it's it's much easier for someone to just cancel a zoom call or drop out of a zoom call or get out of it as soon as possible say oh i got something to do and then they hang up and then they really just go sit on the couch and watch tv um and exactly. uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah there's definitely pros and cons um for, for sure so uh, do you you sell in person what market are you down in socal so i'm in Nor norcal oh norcal sorry no problem i'm right side of sacramento so um PG&E and SMUD are my bread and butter. I mean, I love SMUD and PG&E. PG&E is like the cream of the crop, like, you know, all day long. They need help bad. PG&E homeowners need help with backup power, with electricity, with, you know, er, you know, the whole nine yards. So I like to help people that need help, right? Like, that's what I'm looking for. And those homeowners really, really need help bad. And a lot of them are just getting misinformed. They're getting the wrong information, you know, and um, a lot of the confusion is like between leasing and owning, you know, a lot of homeowners don't know the difference. A lot of real estate agents don't know, don't know the difference. And for me, it's like, you have to know the difference. You have to understand how it works because at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're making the best decision for yourself and your family and your home, correct? Yeah, no, it's 100%. You guys are in NorCal, PG&E. You guys are dealing with like rolling blackouts right now, aren't you? Yes, sir. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And that homeowners literally right now can get backup power and the solar system for less than they're paying PG&E on day one. Like, what are you waiting for? What are you thinking about, right? It's just, to me, it's just about getting the information out there and getting open minds. Once you have open minds, it's going to be, it's a, it's a whole different wave still coming. Yeah, that sounds too good to be true. It must be a scam. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I saw, because I saw it in NorCal and I also saw it in Arizona. And um, from the marketing, the marketing guy in me, I'm looking at it from a, like a messaging perspective, you know, is being able to tell people like, look, this is happening right now. And yeah, it stinks. Um, and it's also probably something that's not going to go away in the next five years. It's probably just going to get even worse. Right. And um, some of the restrictions are just kind of silly. Like you can't use electricity. You're not using, they're limiting how much electricity you can use before like 8 PM or something. It's like, that's when everyone uses electricity. Um, exactly. But, uh, you know, I actually go into these uh, Facebook groups because it's like, you know, different areas, they, 
every time there's like a, a blackout or you know a, a rolling uh, brownout, they post it on the group. Oh, you're out. Your power's out. Your power's out. And I'm on like there. Um, hey, you know, there's options you have. You don't have to have your power out. Or I'll ask them a simple question like, so anybody who lives in an area where there's power outages still have power? And guess who's the ones that answer? The people who have solar system with backup power and they're telling everybody else why they're doing it. And all of a sudden people are, because I guess people really need to uh, like have their friends and family tell them to do it, right? <laughs> they need people they know that they could trust that could give them a, the little bump to get them going. Yeah, for sure. Um, one last thing I want to touch on with you is uh, when, once you've built that rapport, once you, you've closed the deal, once you've sold it, it the system's installed. Um, one of the, the biggest things that anyone can do is to create a relationship with that person where they might be someone who's going to bring you more customers because kind of like what you're talking about is when um, – rolling blackouts happen it's dark everywhere and then you're the customer that you sold uh solar to they're all happy and their friends are asking them like hey how, how the heck do you have your power right now um what kind of what kind of stuff do you do to make sure that you're um creating opportunities where you're going to get referrals from kind of for almost from almost every single person that you've sold you know, I really pride myself in um, relationships uh, with my homeowners. Um, they call me, you know, and that's the reason, that, you know, my you know, my name is Solar Joe. And it's not just, you know, Solar Joe. It's actually practical reasons to it. You know, when I go to a home and I say bye and I just say, yo, Joe Musakil, they're not going to know me. They're not going to remember me. They're not going to know which Joe I was, right? So I ask them to save my name in their phone as Solar Joe. Guess what? When they type in solar in the phone, I'm like one of the only people that pop up, right? So they remember me that way. And that's how I, I try to be more memorable so that when they think about solar or their friends were thinking about solar, they just the phone, solar, and they call me up. I get that over and over again. But to answer your question, I really, really take pride in, uh, I really uh, call them up, ask them how's everything doing. I do testimonials, you know, like why not? They're happy. They're excited. And not just like when they install. I know a lot of people do that when they just install. A year later, two years later, because that's what really homeowners want to know is how's it going to be next year, right? Um, I also go over, I'll give them a free um, solar cleaning on their roof, right? Because sometimes in, in a, a good investment is going to pay off, right? Like, you know, it's like for a free testimony, for a testimonial, I'll clean your, solar, your roof, right? That kind of relationship where you're kind of giving, not just taking. Yeah, and that's um, something that you can also um, budget for. And like, if you take five percent of of closed deals and you set that money aside, and you say this is this is money is for for gifts that I'm going to give to past clients to keep me on their mind, and like you really have thoughtful gifts, and you're able to build that relationship. You can or you can save that money and give them their their first solar cleaning or whatever, and it's just going to be something that is something very small compared on the on the big scale things but i mean think about doing those things if it brings you one referral it's well worth it um and a lot of times too is once you've gotten to that point it brings a lot more than one referral so um it's uh it's it's something that is insanely insanely um just useful and i think everyone should be focused on building that relationship and even uh giving past customers gifts so that you can uh find more customers like them 
even um, if you don't get the referral out of them, you know, initially. Yeah, don't don't expect to get the referral. Yeah. I, I want to say that, like, don't like yeah. give it to them and like sit there like, hey, so remember a month ago? And I, but so you want to give without expectation, right? You, but, but you they, want it's just it's about becoming their friend because whether or not it does, if one out of every ten happens to give you a referral, it's still gonna make you some good money. Um, and the the odds are that it's gonna be a lot more than one in ten. But you said exact. Be friends. So example is be Facebook friends with them. And guess what happens when when I do a little post on Facebook, a little solar meme or something funny, you know, or I say like, you know, guess guess which homeowners are happy about their electricity bills right now. You know what? My homeowners are going to be like, I am happy. Thanks, Joe. I'm happy. Thanks, Joe. Right? And then you can actually tag them the picture, and now their friends are seeing it. It's because it's a more of a friendly approach and you feel like you're just, um, it's like your uncle or your cousin. Like you just, you're not trying to get something, but you're not going to mind if they refer somebody to you, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. And remember they, it's, it goes back to no one, no one wants to hear you talk about yourself or your product, but if you can get other people to talk about it, it's a, it's a gold mine. So last thing I want to talk about, because you mentioned it, memes. How, have you been using memes? And uh, if so, uh, how, how has it been going for you? Well, I think you guys know I love solar memes. Um, <laughs> I really, uh, I really think it's awesome because two things. First of all, one solar meme can pull out objections, right? So I love objections. I love people saying, "Oh, it's a scam, this and that." So then I'll answer those questions or whatever it is. But I actually have been using it uh, lately, and it's actually been wor working out. Where uh, you know you have those um, leads that ghost you. You know, they just they fill out the information, they everything is done, and then you. They never reach back, right? So uh, I'll do is this. I'll send like a month later. If they haven't got any responses, I'll send them like a, a solar meme. Like, I don't know if you remember the one I had like with two cops going to the door and saying, well, just wondering because your solar consultant was, was worried about you because you, you, you went, went missing or something like that. And I send that solar meme to them. It's just, you know, just that alone. And I get like a, a laugh response by somebody who never was even going to respond to me. Um, I'm not saying it works every time, but definitely got some good responses out of it. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times. Memes are they're they're awesome because it's a way to increase likability, get engagement, um, loosen the mood, make it fun, make you more likable. Um, and it's and it's you even see it with like politics. You see people that are able to if they what the meme is like implying or what the meme is saying if they just said it directly on facebook there wouldn't be any like no one like three people would like it you know it's not exactly something that you can say but when you can do it in a funny form like everyone can appreciate it and uh, that's something that how you can uh obviously make light or like you said use it as a way to um overcome objections where if you can use a meme that talks about solar being a scam and then <laughs> overcoming it and showing them how it's not a scam in a meme form they're much more likely going to read that and and like kind of be intrigued than if you typed it up into two or three sentences. Um, I just, I believe, you know, humor and comedy and laughing is great. And if you get any reaction, even if it's a negative reaction, a negative reaction is better than no reaction, right? So it's something where if you can make them laugh or get any reaction, to me, that's where you're, you're getting something that you didn't have anything before. Yeah, and, and especially with ads and social media, the, the more reactions you get, obviously, these platforms show it to more people. So it's just a, a never-ending goldmine. Um, and I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to use that, uh, the solar consultant uh, police at the door. I'm going to use, the, I'm going to use that meme with uh, some cold leads and a handful of pipelines. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to update everybody and update you on, on how it works. So yep, Solar Joe, 
Solar Joe, thank you so much for your time today, man. Um, it was a, it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. You're you're awesome. I love your group. Um, if anyone wanted to to reach out to you, can you just give give a little uh, info about how it would be best for them to reach you? Yeah, just go to Solar Joe Musakil uh, on Facebook. Um, that's where I really network and talk to um, as many people as possible and do my content. So yeah, just check me out on Facebook. Cool, man. Super easy. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, I appreciate it again. And uh, let's let's hope that we can help some people out there close some more deals. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for making it to the end of my little podcast here. That means you're one of the dozens and dozens of true supporters, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you at least didn't hate the episode. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate that you uh, made it all the way through. And uh, since you're one of our dozens of supporters, I would love if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that follow button or whatever platform you're on, maybe go ahead and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate that you tuned in to listen and we look forward to you listening again soon.